Hey, my name's Emma. Hey, my name's Maddie. And you're listening to The Pilot's Pandemic. Welcome back to this episode of The Pilot's Pandemic Podcast. We're back. Did not think I would see it happening because I kid you not, I kid you not, like if there is a curse that anyone has put on me, it's a cyber curse. And whoever you are, literally, you suck. Why'd you do this to me? Because every single time I actually want to record, things don't go our way. Bro, they put a hex on you. I swear to God. It's and it's always a you problem. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) No, I literally have some bad juju. I swear to God, if you rubbed an egg on me and then cracked it, it would be on fire inside. It makes sense. You being a Leo and all. Oh, we are back for another like three on three on three. Like on we four. got a menage a trois of um of solo episodes right now. Doesn't that mean three? Does it? I have no fucking clue. I think Menage a Trois? Nicki Minaj. It it probably does. You're probably right. I feel like it means three because I know there's that one Katy Perry song where she alludes to it. And I always ask my mom, like, what does that word mean? She would never freaking tell me. And then when I got older and realized I could use Urban Dictionary, I realized that that meant something not appropriate. And then I like a a threesome? Mm hmm. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> yes, yes. It all makes sense, and it's French, and they love sex. So, yeah. Well, and they also have this wine that is Menage Trois, and it has three people dancing on it. So I'm like, okay, obviously that means something about three. <laughs> you are correct. Well, I don't know why you're asking me when you have all these references. You know what's up. I know, I know. I'm like, well, you've you're the one that's like traveled all over the world. I'm like, you should know. Like, I just feel like you with like your wiseness, you would just know like what that meant. But I don't know. Maybe it means three. Maybe it doesn't. Who cares? <laughs> it sounds okay. Yeah, we're three in a row back to back solo episodes. Um, we were gonna have a guest, and I think in the last episode I even said it'll be a guest this week. But I had some kind of rather unfortunate things happen yesterday and this week and things just aren't going my way so we're back at a solo and like I said things aren't going my way I did not think this was going to happen zoom literally we were going to record it's 6 30 eastern time we were supposed to record it record at five and I've spent an hour and a half trying to get zoom to load and it's just <sighs> I don't know why I pay for, literally, I don't know why I pay for technology if it's not going to work. Like, honestly, catch me in five years churning some fucking butter because I'm sick of this shit. (laughs) My favorite part was that when Emma tried to call for tech support and she got the, oh, you don't pay enough for, to talk to a real human being. Literally. You had to talk to a bot and it was like, no help at all. Y'all, I literally call the the helpline for Zoom. And seriously, Maddie's not even lying. Word for word, that's what they told me was basically my subscription like is not enough where I can actually talk to a customer service representation or a representative. It reminded me of, of the of the customer service or someone being like, okay, so guac is extra. 
literally literally I'm like are you kidding me right now when I already pay for a service and you're trying to tell me that I have to pay a few dollars extra just to be able to talk to someone and like Maddie said the chat the chat bot was not working so every single time I text the chat bot which I feel like such a grandma talking about this stuff (laughs) but I love I love your name for the chat bot robo bitch robo bitch i was so angry i literally voice messaged maddie i was like that robo bitch tried to tell me i couldn't talk to anyone because i don't pay enough (laughs) i cannot like she literally is discriminating like a robotic bitch is literally discriminating against me for how much i pay for service are you i'm sorry i'm out of my damn mind We've gone through all of the emotions. Like, no, I've literally never wanted to record so bad. Like, within the first 15 to 30 minutes, when I realized it was not working, I, I actually was throwing such a fit. I was like, Maddie, no, you don't understand. She's like, no, it's fine. We can just record tomorrow. I'm like, but then we don't have a podcast at midnight. She's like, but really, like, is it that bad? I'm like, bitch, <laughs> I've said, make them wait. <laughs> I've said you're my already stressed something. enough. I was like, bro, let's bring the stress down. We could do it tomorrow, but hey, we figured it out. We so figured it out. We're now here. I'm here. We probably should have waited tomorrow because it would have been a less chaotic episode from my end because ooh, is she bringing energy today? Oh my god. Anyways, yeah. let's just move on to what we're going to talk about. Um obviously i feel like what else would we talk about other than the absolute failure that is the faa and they just keep proving us right over and over and over again so thank you for that sweetie keep on failing i'll be here to report (laughs) on it i honestly love when the faa does that though because it's like we predict it and then it happens like down the road like we call that shit so thank you for proving us right but i did just want to complain a little bit since we're so good at it like it's been kind of rough. Like you said, like it's been rough for you with technology. It's been rough for me with the stakeholder group. And I think what's hard for me is just, I want to gather our audience's stories. I want to gather the people on the internet stories through our DMs and everything, but it feels like I'm always hitting a wall because people are so afraid to share their stories. And and that's the stigma that's been built by the FAA. And I think that's why I'm so frustrated. It's like, I'm trying to share something so that we can change what the FAA has done. But at the same time, we're running into a fucking brick wall with people not wanting to tell their stories because they've created that stigma of silence. Um, and also, it's just like the job that we do is such a thankless job. I think people don't realize that. Like, yes, we sometimes get messages from our audience saying thank you and stuff but like outside when you talk about aeromedical reform like the general public doesn't really want to hear about it like they have no clue it goes right over their head and they're like oh that's cool and then like that's all you get to talk about um so I think when you're really invested in something like this it can be like very taxing emotionally um in the day-to-day work that you have to do or you live in the south and you you say the words men to you get to the t and they're like "Uh -uh, uh-uh uh-uh miss me with that shit (laughs) i think that's so wild too that like you can't even talk about it because people are like what are you talking about mental health 
Literally. And, and, and then you add in the equation of someone flying a plane and people just don't want to accept that. It's like, we've almost, I don't know the public, the way that they see pilots, it's like, there's almost not even a real person there. It's almost like we view them as like a robotic non-sentient being because you trust with so much of your life in them it's like more than a bus driver it's like you know okay we're up here you know what I mean like ain't nobody else gonna be able to drive the plane and I love saying drive the plane because that's what every single regular like normie person says oh my god you drive planes (laughs) that shit is so funny to me but I think it's that. And it's like you add in the 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 whole stigma with mental health and then you add in the what's that the stereotype of what being a pilot means and the two just do not jive in in the hardest of ways like people just don't really want to accept that those two things can exist in the same space. And obviously you're a human being like you have issues within your life, regardless of if they're mental or physical, you just have issues. I just don't think that the general public really wants to hear that, nor do they understand it. And the way that the general public perceives being a pilot is like, oh, you're wealthy. Like you get to travel all over the world. It's so glamorized. And I think that's part of the stigma too. Like we've glamorized it so much that I don't really think people don't, aren't ever, it's just hard to, it's going to be hard to get people to accept the reality. Yeah, it's like, how do they feel bad for, and you're right, like, the way that pilots do things on a social media level is like glamorizing their own lives, because that's what everyone does. I mean, that's just the bar that's been set. And then so how do you make someone care about you when they see you in this glamorized fashion? And that is what's difficult. And then the the old saying is always like, oh, just be grateful for for what you have. And it's just, ah, I hate that. I hate when people say that when, not because I just want to complain, but like, why do we just have to have that like low bar set? Like, can't we expect more? Um, and I wish that people would understand that, that we should set our standards higher, especially with the air medical system. And obviously that's what we're doing. Um, but yeah, dude, the public service is definitely like difficult. And I knew that. Um, but I just, you know, it's an emotional roller coaster. I just didn't realize how emotional it would be for me. I think we both, it's like, we've been doing this for a while now. And I feel like Within the past month, I've kind of gotten into a little bit of a funk where it's like, okay, like, is this ever going to go anywhere? Are we ever like, what's going to happen? How, like, we've been pushing, 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 and you push, push, push so much. And you talk about the same thing over and over and over again. And it's like, you start to feel like, oh my God, am I crazy? Like, am I a crazy person? Because nobody's listening. Nobody really seems to care. And there obviously are people that do care. I mean, there's so many people out there that like, just by listening to this podcast, obviously you care, but it's hard to get that sensation of everyone cares when you're looking at it from our lens. Um, Cause like Maddie said, we work really, really hard to add people to just say our stakeholder group. And it feels like we're barking at the moon and the moon is never going to holler back, um, which can be super frustrating. And then going on that, like the public really doesn't understand it. So therefore the public really doesn't understand you. I never, ever talk about the podcast or anything that we do with anyone who isn't in aviation, because I'm just like, 
I'm not even going to waste my breath. Like I'm not even going to waste my time. But then again, it kind of almost makes you feel like, geez, we do so much work for such a small percentage of people to understand it, which can kind of make you feel like, damn, what am I doing this for? Um, but obviously y'all know what we're doing this for. Like, I, I don't want to say things like that and people take it in the wrong way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just rambling. I just wanted to acknowledge it. Honestly, I was like, you know, I want everyone to understand like the work that we do is difficult. And these are the types of things that mentally drain us as well. Cause we're not, we're not just like warriors. And, and honestly, sometimes we are, but I just feel like, thank God I have you dude, because I know for a fact, I would not be able to do this on my own. For real. I think about that seriously every single day. I'm like, if I didn't, and that is, I, I'm literally, I'm like bringing you into this and like having you do I, the podcast would not be the podcast. If you were, or if you were here, like it, I probably would have lasted maybe another five episodes. And then I would have been like, I'm crazy. I literally feel like a crazy person. <laughs> like I'm done. Um, because you do start to feel so lonely and so isolated and I was thinking about this the other day, there was a subject that I really wanted to talk to you about. And it's about a meeting that we have coming up, which you know what I'm talking about Thursday. And I was thinking about it. It was really stressing me out. And I was like, damn, like, who can I talk? Like, I really just want to talk to someone about it and just like, get some advice. Just tell somebody what I'm about to talk to this person about and just see what somebody says. And the more I started to think about it, I was like, there legit is nobody that I could talk to this about. Like, yeah, I can explain it to my boyfriend. I can explain it to my mom. I could explain it to my friend. Like, and I could explain it 5,000 different ways, but are they ever going to really fully understand it as someone who is in your eyes position? No. And then I'm like, okay, thank God. This is why I have Maddie. And sometimes I'm like, damn, I really don't want to burden you with all these questions and advice, but it's like, at the end of the day, you're the only one who gets it. And I am so appreciative of that like I do not feel like I could survive without you oh you're so sweet like I think it's important like for us we have like a a synergy and so it works you know like I never feel burdened when you ask me questions and I like to be like Emma this is your fucking story you're gonna tell it and everyone's gonna fucking listen because that's the whole reason I'm here on the podcast with you in the first place is because you told me your story when I was podcasting as a guest with you and it impacted me so much to want to work with you, which is the whole point of you telling the story is to impact people. So yeah, I'm just glad that we we met. It was love at first sight, you know? It really possible. was. It really was. <laughs> Love you, queen. Love you, queen. I want to go on to our next note, but I know you have it written down for me to talk about, but I kind of want you to talk about it because on the spirit of like appreciating each other and literally just, we do this, we do this a lot. And I I feel absolutely no shame. You should be learning. Like if this is not how you talk to the people that are within your close circle, like you're doing it wrong. Exactly. <laughs> like I am all about like some positive affirmation. But going with that, um, everyone who's been listening to the show 
y'all know how hard Maddie has been pushing for some kind of acknowledgement within the congressional sector. Um, so Maddie has finally pushed and banged on that door so damn hard that she's done knocked it down. So I want you to talk about this because I really do feel like even though, yes, we've all collectively come together and really pushed for this by writing our affidavits and spreading awareness, I think what you've done and continuing to write these emails and continuing to push shows a lot of perseverance because most people would just get so burnt out after the first five unanswered emails, but you've continued to stay true and keep fighting the good fight. So I kind of want you to talk about this, if that's okay. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll do it. I'm always happy to talk about it. So honestly, today I got on the computer not expecting the email that I got. I have been trying to talk to the legislative assistant that I've been in contact with for months and months now. He has probably not answered me since April. And so obviously, yes, you don't expect to ever get an email back. But then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to call Rick Larson's office because he's the legislative assistant for Rick Larson. And Rick Larson is on the aviation subcommittee. And... He actually emails me like it's been like a week since I made that call complaining about him not emailing me back and I I want answers. And so the email said, I actually am bringing on an aviation stakeholder um, who's part of the subcommittee. He, I guess they're not a stakeholder. They're just part of the aviation subcommittee. They're an expert, so to speak. And Emma and I, along with Dr. Ann Su, which is John Hauser's mom, We'll be getting on a call with them next week. So we will be able to share some of our our issues with the air medical system. And that is the point of emailing your congressional leaders so that they can actually speak with you and hear what you have to say. And it's important, especially this year, because they're having the FAA reauthorization, which means they're doling out the funds to the FAA, um, the subcommittee is. And so um, we will be able to have their ears and hopefully uh, make a difference in that way. Um, and this is the whole point of you guys being a part of the stakeholder group, because I pick people from our stakeholder group to come on to calls like this to make a difference. And I usually pick the most active people. Obviously, Emma is one of the most active ones, but we also work together. So I'm going to want to have her on that call. Uh, but Anne Hauser has been an amazing support to our message and has always been there in our corner. So I wanted her to speak with us as well. And I'm very excited. Like, I don't know what to expect. It's only going to be 30 minutes, but we're going to jam pack as much as we can into that meeting. I'm just, I literally, I'm grinning ear to ear because I mean, since we started this podcast, I think from like after our first episode, you had pretty much written that, um, the document and like the structure of the three pillars. And like, we've been pushing people over and over again. Like you need to take this letter. You need to either email it or mail it to someone within your district who is on the aviation subcommittee. And this is exactly why, because we've been pushing, pushing, pushing. It's like to be able to finally talk to someone after literally, I mean, Y'all, it's gotten to the point. I just comment poo poo pee pee on the FAA's page just to like, <laughs> just to be a tyrant, just to like make someone mad and just to get someone's attention. Like we have literally been doing the most. And honestly, that's another thing that I've realized with 2023. Like we've 
very consistently and you more than I like, yeah, I show up for the podcast every single week, but I kind of separate like myself from that. You have been, I mean, like we've just been going at this for more than it's been like two years at this point. Um, Isn't that and, crazy? and I started the petition freaking like, it's almost been three years since I started yeah. the petition. Cause you started and, it in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to finally like get somewhere and to finally speak to someone who is, can actually make a difference is such a big feat for you, for I, for the podcast, for Anne, but like for every single one of you listening out there, your, your message and your struggle is not, not being heard. Like we're getting somewhere and it, it has been a painfully slow process, but to be honest, when I look at things, uh, other things that people advocate for, I feel like our dedication is really paying off because to say in two years that we're going to finally be able to talk to someone on that level is a huge accomplishment. And I'm just really, really proud of you, Maddie, and us and just all of our listeners and everyone who supports us because all of this would not be possible if it weren't for like this and just being able to network and connect with all these people and hear your stories and no matter how sad they are, like, it's just important to remember that they are going to make a difference somehow, some way. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way like to make change is to keep knocking at the door, be a thorn in their side. And that's literally what I've just been doing. I'm like, you know what? I don't care if they don't answer back. I'm just going to keep emailing and emailing and calling. And then at some point they have to answer you because that's the whole point of leadership. Congressional leadership is answering to their constituents and thank god i live in the area where rick larson is because i don't feel i would get answered if i didn't have someone that's in my district on the aviation subcommittee so i do have that going for me but it has been a long journey so and and that's the point is like I think they want to make sure that you are serious about what you're talking about and know what you're talking about. Um, and that's the whole point of us building the stakeholder group is to have a, a collective of minds of pilots and those who are associated with pilots or who have been directly affected by the air medical system to tell their stories because it it means more and they want to know that you are putting the work in so i think that's why they finally decided okay these people are serious they're not leaving us alone we will grant them you know 30 minutes of our time i did is... think about that i was like they probably deal with so many people for like and that's not to say that any other cause isn't a worthwhile cause but i know they probably deal with a lot of people that have kind of like these like a trendy thing to like yeah dude well think about it like the faa has been fucking up so fucking much like mental health and aviation they're like that's on the back burner because right now like last year it was the 5g situation which because i was talking to, to the legislative assistant then and i was like when is it going to be our time to shine like the faa just keeps messing up left and right and taking up all the time for us to talk about something that's important to us so that's also the issue is there's so many things wrong with the FAA, which we're going to dive into. And I think that's why, you know, they just take so long to reply to you because it's not really in the forefront and especially not in the public eye, which is unfortunate. 
not in the public eye, but for sure within the, like the aviation community, which is such a hard bridge to gap because I feel like if these people were plugged in to the circles that we're all plugged into, they would see exactly what everyone else is seeing, which it's kind of like, if you go on any like big platform, let's just take the FAA. Like you go under every single post, there's going to be something about air medical reform or mental health and aviation. It's just, you cannot, you can't miss it. Um, so if that, and that is kind of like part of it that I have thought about is like, I wonder, I'm like, if they did see, you know, what we're seeing through our lens, I wonder if they'd be more apt, but you know, any progress is good progress. And Hey, I ain't going to complain. <laughs> exactly. I'm, ex- I'm so excited. Like, I'm so happy. I'm just like, finally, somebody wants to listen. So, and this really would not be possible without you, Maddie. Like, seriously, mm-hmm. I love you, love you, love you, love you. Um, and I know that a lot of our listeners out there probably feel the same. And like, you've been such a guiding light and like a force, a force to be freaking reckoned with. And I know so many people look up to you and just really admire and appreciate what you're doing. And I know you probably get that a little bit in your DMs, but I'm going to just tell you that because, you know, I love you and uh, <laughs> marriage possible. Yes, Lila's bitch. Lila's. Uh, I do it for the people. Um, but you yeah, really I do. Mean, I do enjoy it. It is hard at times, but I do really love it. I'm like, I don't sit here and just like, oh god I gotta just turn out another email I kind of like enjoy like sticking it to the man and honestly I have like I'm very blunt like Emma knows (laughs) when I'm mad ain't no stopping me oh no Maddie is like ruthlessly blunt I'm like again you're a force to be reckoned with and that's like I don't know. I feel like you're our Achilles heel. And I don't know if that's the right reference to make, but it's like, you have to have people like that in your corner who want to, oh my God, I was just about to make a Wednesday Adams reference, (laughs) make you want to, uh, wolf out. (laughs) Hell yes. (laughs) Please. I really hope that one person listening to this podcast understands that reference because my dumb ass decided to watch the whole entire Wednesday Adams show on Netflix which was literally a show for children but I was like mm, I'm a bitch just all in one night watch me <laughs> um but yeah so Maddie's our little she gonna wolf out she gonna pull them fangs out and she gonna get shit done and I love yes. that about you. I love that about you. Sometimes Maddie will text me and I'm like, she's so ruthlessly blunt. And I'm like, ooh, that kind of hurt my feelings. But <laughs> she could have just typed it. And But I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, literally, if she, like, the problem is, if you would have put an emoji to that, I would have taken it such a completely different way. But then you just tell it to me how it is. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> it's made me actually, like, look inward because I'm like, it's made me realize that I don't like people telling me the way that it actually is unless there's like 40 pounds of sugar on it. <laughs> I got to give you a shit sandwich. Is that what you're Wait, talking literally, about? Literally. And, and that's such a, I don't know. I just feel like that's such a testament to like literally eat a shit sandwich. Like Maddie's going to tell you the way it actually fucking is. And if there weren't a Maddie to all problems, shit would never get fixed. Shit would never get solved if there weren't a Maddie for each situation. <laughs> You know, I love you. Actually, you know, why I haven't been sending you emojis lately is because 
when I do emojis, I text them. I like, so if I want to do the heart emoji, I text love and then the, the emoji pops up because I don't want to pull my emojis up and look. And right now, I think I need to update my phone because it's been happening for the past week. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with my emojis? My text to emoji. Um, so, yeah, that's my lack of emojis. This it's week, like, yeah, you, <laughs> I, I did not even mean to bring that up. I realized as I was starting to talk about that, I was like, she's going to take this so different. But it's she's like, triggered. she's triggered. triggered yeah. I was like, I'm trying to like think of how to. That was one of those moments where that, I that's really you, had a though. You're always You're always making a shit sandwich for everybody else. Literally. what do I always tell you just tell them how it is I know bro I literally I'm like I I will send you the most diabolical message but I'll be like hee hee aha ha, like oh my god <laughs> emoji <laughs> and I know what you're actually saying I oh have my- to like sift through it's like investigation no and she honestly- has the the bullshit down- readers on <laughs> if you look down our notes I literally put Emma good cop conversation because right before it i'm bad cop <laughs> that's literally earlier i was like like matt i just i love our relationship i can't even lie like sometimes you'd be sending me a text message i'm like okay bitch <laughs> and then five minutes later i'm like hee hee um but hey hello baby um la last marriage possible um so by the way i have a question about this this and this and when can we schedule this this in this person and then i'll send you like kind of a passive aggressive uh gif <laughs> and i always just think you're being nice now i know um no earlier when you said <laughs> yeah dude i was like no, that Trump, that Trump gift that I sent you was the most, that is exactly how I was when I read that message. I was like, I don't know if that's passive aggressive. Like, she's like, yeah, dude, like you, yeah, dude, you fucking dumbass. Like, of course we're talking about <laughs> Pacific time. Or if it was like, yeah, bro, but you don't say bro. So that's how I don't know. Cause like, I'm around a lot of people that say dude, but they always be using it in such a condescending way. But come to the West Coast and we don't. Dude is like, what's up, dude? Like, dude, dude. But I was like, yeah, dude. Like that. But we were on we were on opposite time schedules this morning. We were very discombobulated, obviously, because we're recording at four o'clock my time when usually we record at ten a.m. So, aka, it's it's almost seven o'clock. Yeah, and Emma's got to turn this bitch out. So we're moving on because. You know, we got to move through this uh, topic. And I really do want to talk about the whole NOTAM system-wide outage with the FAA. Yeah, uh, kick the horse. Come yes. on. Yes. <laughs> so for those listening who don't know the acronym, it stands for Notice to Air Missions. And I really love the New York Times article that just came out because it was like spicy, juicy juice um, about the FAA and the current issues there. So the... the the article was titled FAA outage highlights fragility of the aviation system. And I'm going to read kind of a longer quote, but I think like everything in this article was like really pertinent to what we're dealing with. So I want you guys to hear it. It's quoted to say the federal aviation administration halted flights Wednesday morning after a system to alert pilots to safety issues went down just two weeks after a major Southwest airlines meltdown. Tens of thousands of flights were delayed or canceled around Christmas when frigid weather and storms made travel treacherous, but the weather was mostly fine on Wednesday morning when flights across the country were halted because the FAA system to alert pilots to safety issues went down. 
The FAA, sa- the FAA said on Wednesday night that it had traced the outage to a damaged database file and that there was no evidence that it was caused by a cyber attack. The disruption was the latest example of serious problems in the aviation system and at the FAA, the agency responsible for safely managing all commercial air traffic that critics say has long been overworked and underfunded. So I think that's pretty telling. Like, obviously, the reason why the FAA is having a lot of the issues, we've talked about this with the air medical system, the staff is overworked, they are underfunded, and there's not enough staff to deal with, like, the amount of people and their medicals going into the system. But I also think that they really cater to the airlines. So I always say they've been co-opted by industry. And we talked about that. I don't know if it was last solo or this solo before, but I was talking about how, you know, the CEO of Delta then got hired to be the FAA administrator. Little did we know that he had a dirty past and put Carlin Pettit um, out of work by accusing her of having a bipolar disorder. Um, it, it's things like that that are happening in the industry and inside the FAA that that's why safety has been degraded and it continues to be degraded. Um, so yeah. I, I was so shocked. Okay. So to like, I don't know when I first heard this, I was like, okay, whatever. But my little gopher brain mind, the minute I read, this is the first time that this has happened since 9-11. Like all air traffic has been halted since 9-11. My little gopher pee brain was like, oh my God, ding dong, lights, lights turned on. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, that's actually like a really big deal. <laughs> Which it is. I'm like, I, this shocked me so hard because I'm like, okay, this is coming from a country and coming from a standard that like there is no higher standard like our things never fail we have five thousand backup systems like this is never supposed to happen according to them but it happened um and i never thought i'd agree with anything that ever came out of somebody's mouth with the last name of trump but i think donald trump's son was like this is literally making america look like a third world country and i was like valid (laughs) valid because it does i'm like this is honestly a joke at this point. I'm like, y'all are trying to tell me that y'all don't have a backup to the backup to the backup? Like, but you are you surprised? I, I'm not surprised, but I am surprised. It's like every, I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I don't know. I'm just kind of flabbergasted. It's like, I want to say I'm not surprised, but at the same time I am, because when it comes to this kind of stuff, I feel like we are far advanced enough and we are at a day and age where we should have this kind of shit together. Like these are mistakes that I don't feel like should be being, being had in the year 2023. Yeah, I agree. But anyways, the article goes on to say, quote, the FAA in particular has long faced criticism for failing to modernize its technological systems and their medical reform, their medical policy quickly enough and not hiring air traffic controllers and safety specialists. Lawmakers strongly criticized the the agency's oversight of Boeing, for example, after the two companies' 737 MAX plane crashes that killed 346 people in Indonesia and Ethiopia Ethiopia in 2018 and 2019. 
which we did talk about in last week's episode in relation to Southwest and how the FAA's track record in the industry has just been literally a flaming pile of shit. Like a dog of dog, like a bag of dog poo poo on somebody's door on fire. Poo poo pee pee. (laughs) Poo poo pee pee, literally. So going on, quote, a big part of the problem, aviation experts said, is that Congress has not given the FAA enough money to to do its many jobs properly. And the agency has somehow been slow in making changes or is sometimes slow in making changes, even when it's had enough resources. The agency's budget is about $18.5 billion in 2022 less than it was in 2004 after adjusting for inflation. So I'm just like- That's so much fucking money. I was like, 18.5 billion? $5 billion and y'all can't have a backup to the backup? Okay. To the backup. It's like having a generator, a backup generator to the generator when there's a bad storm. Like like you think that the FA would have that, but obviously they don't. But I do like like- that they called out the FAA because the FAA complains, oh, we don't have enough money, we don't have enough resources, but it also says the agency has sometimes been slow to make changes even when they had enough resources. So I think it's all just a facade by the FAA to not blame themselves. And I wish someone would just like step up to the plate and be like, okay, yeah, we fucking suck. We're going to change it. We're going to make a difference. And I don't know who that's going to be, honestly, because it seems like the FAA just keeps spiraling and spiraling, and now we're just like in a deep black hole. Yeah, no, this is, I mean, again, y'all literally out here making us look like a damn third world country. Like, it, that is just, honestly, it's embarrassing. It's like, it gives me the type of feeling that if there wo- were to be another war, like World War Three, were to happen, I'm like, ooh, I kind of lost a little bit, of, little bit of confidence in our country that day i was like oof (laughs) oof y'all can't even keep this shit running like it's not like they intentionally said hey nobody's flying they literally could not have people up because it was going to be a a safety risk like their shit was down down and that's actually sorry to cut you (laughs) off but i was just thinking i'm actually surprised they didn't uh let southwest keep flying like oh southwest can do it they're good because you know they favor them i I just realized the way that i'm talking about this i'm like and that shit was down down (laughs) you can turn on over there you're down bad (laughs) but they really are down bad i mean it's honestly embarrassing at this point it's like if russia were to take over or if somebody were to like freaking hack our systems would i be surprised no not anymore not anymore not in the slightest like it's honestly giving vulnerability 1000 i'm gonna do my bad cop talk because i want to so i know we've been like pointing out all the fa's flaws and you know how shitty they are and they don't do their job they don't use the resources that they have they don't step up to the plate But I also wanted to reiterate that, like, the reason that people have to die to make change is because that's when people are the loudest. And 
if we think about it, it's a reflection. It's a mirror of society. Our government reacts to what society puts out. And Emma and I have been witness to this with uh, the change petition, affidavits, people coming into our DMs, our followers. Everything increases when someone dies. And so if you are a reactionary person, this may be a time for you to kind of look inward and think about how can I make change when nothing is going on, when there isn't someone dying and when there isn't a huge headline happening, what can I do to stand up? Because that's kind of what it takes to make change is the people who are in the background that you don't see doing things when there isn't a big catastrophe happening. And I, and I know that's a hard pill for people to swallow, but that is the truth of things. So just remember that if you want the system to change, you have to be willing to take action when, when things are quiet and when the, yeah. the seas are calm, you know? And it's just, it's like taking stock and taking accountability, making note of the things that you think are flawed and having all these examples of, Hey, this is where they fucked up. Hey, that's where they also, I don't want to use the word, the F word two times in a row. That's where they also messed up is basically to sum up what Maddie is saying. Cause I, I understood what you're saying, but if people don't get the message there, it's, I feel like what you're saying. And if I were to interpret it, it's basically keep track and keep note of what they're doing when it's not directly affecting you in the sense of air medical reform. Keep note, keep stock of how they are failing in a multitude of other ways, because that's only going to further back you when it comes to the subject of air medical reform or the subject of what you're actually fighting for, because the indiscrepancies are there. Um, even even when they're not things that are directly related to air medical reform and what we're fighting for, there's still discrepancies on behalf of the FAA. And it still shows that they're just absolutely almost incapable of fucking doing their job at this point. Yeah. And like case in point, the NOTAMS whole system, like that needed to be updated. That was the whole point of it. And they didn't update it and now we had this system-wide outage and it just kind of is a glaring issue it's like the FAA really needs to update the aeromedical system it is so archaic and the reason why it's so inefficient is because they haven't updated that's one major 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 thing that they could do for the aeromedical process and especially for special issuances that would really bring down the stress levels for pilots like if they updated the system that would be major they need like a it like just an entire restructuring like like gut gut the entire place get rid of who you need to get rid of because lord have mercy please just fire everyone that's 70 and above actually no 65 and above please retire like get out get I mean, out if that's when pilots have to quit flying like then yeah then why like, are let's... you yeah no get rid of them. It, it reminds me of the whole topic of like their doctors who haven't practiced actual medicine since the fucking 70s and the 80s but whatever that's a whole other conversation that we won't get into today i don't feel like being triggered again <laughs> but okay. yeah i think 
we kind of summed that up as best as we could. Um, yeah, I really have nothing other to say than like, it's honestly embarrassing and I'm listening for nukes now more than I ever was. If you know what I mean, <laughs> Maddie knows what I mean. Literally ever since Ukraine invaded Russia, I'm just like waiting. I'm waiting for it. I'm, I'm, I oh literally God. go to, I go to bed oh and I'm in fear. I'm in so much fear. I hear any noise or any kind of air traffic that sounds abnormal that I can't find on flight aware. I'm like immediately the Dude, train starts like cold to war shit. <laughs> I know, but that's like the kind of paranoia I have right now. And then this happens and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Way to set us back literally 30, 40, 50 years. That's cool. It's just a chance for us to call them out, you know, and they said that I think in the in the article, they did say this is something that they're going to address. The aviation subcommittee subcommittee has to address. And it's like out, out of all the other things they have to address, this is just another one. Let's just keep piling it on. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what's so annoying is like they keep making all these freaking mistakes and then you can't even get to the the meat of the issues, which is aeromedical reform, because they're all covered in that pile of shit. So. It's frustrating. Anyways, let's move on to something a little lighter, like our little fun, our fun little questions to end this episode. All righty. So my first question for you, because I was eating chips earlier when I was making this show note. What's your favorite chip? Lay's. Lay's regular or Lay's lemon, um, which is the Lay's lime. So good. But big Lay's girly right now have been for the past two years and within the past year have really just loved a plain Lay's chip just the original Lay's they're really Let's good call Emma Mrs. Potato Head that's what Zach calls me that's what my boyfriend calls me because I just be eating a lot of chips like I love a good potato chip I love it you just love potatoes in general dude I really do I really do they what make do you, all what the you best think of mine things. is what do you think my uh, favorite chip is? Cheetos. <laughs> Good guess. Uh, I do love a fucking Cheeto. I love the jalapeno Cheetos. Oh, so gas. But you're going to say Lay's, aren't you? I used to. Okay, so like when I'm feeling like being a good girl about chips, I eat Lay's, just plain potato chips because they're they have like barely anything in them. But when I'm feeling like a bad girl, I'm like, cheetos bitch because i love cheesy like anything yeah. covered in cheese like give it to me i will eat it i feel you i feel you i love the um the what's the ones that are like they're like the crunchy ones and i've had the jalapeno ones i know you asked i love them um but yeah that's a good choice what crunchy ones are you talking about you know the ones that aren't the puffed ones they're just like yeah that's what I have. I don't. I don't actually eat the Cheeto puffs. I eat the the crunchy. Those okay, are the, those okay. are my favorite. The jalapeno crunchy ones. So bomb. I got you. Yeah. And I... one more thing, I mix so I take them with me to the movie theater, and then I mix them in the popcorn to have the like jalapeno Cheeto popcorn. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Yummy. How did I know you were gonna say that? I just <laughs> felt like that's where you were going with that. Because <laughs> I'm obsessed. She's like, talk I just way too fucking much. Some fucking cheese, bitch. 
she really do love her cheese. Maddie and I could lay in bed. I, that's all we did the last time we were together. We just laid in bed and ate chips until mm-hmm. the end. Like we would get a like a party size bag, not even the family size, a party size bag of chips, and it would be gone in one night. That's what we went through. So many chips. Meat. Because you I had know. the pork rinds in bed and you're like, you, you want one? I'm like, yes, I want a chip. Like, you, I didn't even ask if you wanted one. You just said, can I have one of those? And I was like, <laughs> it's me. And you were I like, I want it. I don't care. <laughs> I was like, ooh. I literally, something inside the, like the base of my spine was tingling when you said that. I was like, yes, I'm going to get this bitch back on the dark side. <laughs> and you did. I really did. You fucking I did. really did. Oh, Lord. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, God. Uh, What's your biggest life stressor right now? I know what you're going to say. Money. (laughs) It sucks. Money. And technology, bitch. Money and technology. Money. But money leading first, because I feel like if I had more money, I could fix all my technology problems. That's true. Like if I would have just upgraded my subscription. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. You'd pay for the not the human tech support yeah (laughs) what about you um i don't know honestly just need to wrap this up my chipotle bowl is just sitting and the guac is going stale so we gots to go i love you all so much um don't forget to subscribe hit the tap bell rate review whatever you want to do not begging you but kind of begging you um yeah i don't know maddie is there anything else you want to say you know take that action write that affidavit don't be hanging us in the wind like we need you to make change for real it can't just stem from two two crazy bats sitting on a microphone like y'all actually gotta like maybe sit up in the bed and like use your fingers and stuff for more than just playtime <laughs> for more than just scrolling your instagram reels and your tiktok for you page all right y'all well that is it for this week's episode as always keep the blue side up and the brown side down we'll see you next week mm-hmm.